Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Master of Punk's Tamer Sages, the king of ring himself. But your boy Thicky Smalls, Jerome Michaels, in the house. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Vinnie Brand's world-famous Stress Factory Comedy Club. You guys ready to have a good time? Come on, you can make more noise than that. You ready to have a good time? All right, then please put your hands together. You know him as a baseball player straight out of Old Bridge. Half of the Slick and Thick podcast. Put your hands together for Gerard Michaels! Look at y'all, Jersey in the building. What's up, everybody? Yes. Dressed up for you guys, nice. Dressed up for you guys, nice. You guys deserve it. And do you know why you deserve it? Because it's six foot three, 200 pounds, and every one of them is a problem. The CEO of the RNC, the master of punks, the tamer of sages, the king of the ring himself. Put your hands together for Greenbrook's own Mickey. Go! Big G. Pretty Mickey, how you doing, baby? Doing pretty good, buddy. You're looking pretty good, son. Yo, the sleeves can't hold you down. uh, One of our special guests almost just ruined it. Cut the sleeves off it in the back for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you were like, no, no, not my sleeves. No, I insisted. No, this is the longest I've ever seen Mickey with his shirt on. Take a picture. (laughs) This is the longest you've ever seen him with his shirt on. It's bothering me right now. (laughs) Take it off. Go for it. Take it off. They paid their ticket. Take it off. Take it off. No, you guys got to buy my merch. <laughs> you see what Gerard made? Is that cool or what? The people from Greenbrook would really like that if they could read. They'd be like, wow, that's really cool. Sick, right? yeah. <laughs> so how what? you doing, BG? How you doing about tonight, bro? I got to tell you, I feel really good about tonight, man. I got off the plane last night, and I was like, wow. The whole state of New Jersey knew we were coming. They started burning incense. This is cool. Yeah, straight up. When I got off, I was like... I- in beautiful Newark, New Jersey. I wanted to get a nice smell of Jersey, you know what I mean? Mm, petroleum. Nice smell. All I smell was bonfires. Yeah. It was like a little disappointing. I think we can all agree, that. right? I think we can all agree, fuck Canada. Is that like, is that? Yes. Yes, USA, USA, USA. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. They made us get rid of plastic bags, but they burnt the forest down. Screw those Canucks. When I got off the plane, man, I thought like, you know, weed is legal in Jersey, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ungovernable, bro. Yeah, that's right. Weed's always been legal, if you believed in yourself. <laughs> it's a weird thing with weed being legal, though, man. So what else you do? Seems like you have something you did when you got off the plane. Ate. I ate. <laughs> I ate, like, immediately. I was very hungry. I was, yeah. He gets it. I, I zipped over to the chop shop. I got a nice little haircut. Really? All these chop shops. Oh, I got, I you... got my beard shaved. I shaved my beard down. You know what I mean? Came in and wanted to look correct for everybody tonight. Oh, he thinks he can grow a beard. What? <laughs> oh. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. What do you mean, dude? Come on. I can, come on. It gets, I mean, it might not connect, but I think it's because God made such a good job. Yeah. Line. He didn't want to block That's me. messed up. 
That's like hey, LJ. Hey. LJ, that's like you saying you got a fade for us tonight, bro. Now we got it. <laughs> Thank hey, at you. Least, at least I don't Thank got a you. fucking double chin to cover up, jerk off. <laughs> Just because it's true doesn't mean you should say it. Like... One beard's better than two chins, right, my dude? Hell yeah, this guy gets it. It's called fashion. Try it, redneck. All right, so. <laughs> dude, look at all these people out here, man. Give it up for you guys coming out tonight. Yeah, thank you. This is some of the best people that we know, and I'm learning from looking out at the crowd right now. We, A, have a beautiful friend group, and B, not a lot of black friends. Right. Selling a lot of white claw tonight, Vinny. Not a lot of Hennessy, but a lot of white SUVs in the parking lot. Maybe we could put like two of them together and it counts as one. Can we do that? That'd be cool. No, he's drinking a blue moon. You know, no. Did I make it awkward? Was that awkward? <laughs> it's awkward because it's true. All right, I made it weird. No, people love racism, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Canada. Hey, before you put your foot in... <laughs> I think so. I think so. I think so. So what we're doing tonight, for you folks that don't know, is we have four celebrity guests. For you folks that don't know, Slick and Think is a podcast we do twice a week. This is our 50th episode tonight. You guys are all part of it. This is a podcast by the everyman for the everyman. It's about, you know, being really, really good at MMA, and that's why they brought me on. A two-time Pan Am champ, two-stripe blue belt. Oh, right. God. Fuck. If I got to hear about this one more time, dude. So I was at the Pan Ams. <laughs> Every time we have a fighter on the podcast, Charles like, yeah, yeah, I remember. I was One time I was in the Pan Ams. And I had seven <laughs> fights in one day. Don't call them fights, dude. <laughs> And the funniest thing about it is, so Mickey, Mickey's obviously the fighter, but for anybody that listens to Gas Digital, the, all the comments say all the time that Mickey is the funniest guy on Gas Digital, which doesn't say a lot about us comedians on Gas Digital. But that's what we do, guys. This is the podcast, and we want to bring it to you. And today we got all of our friends coming out here. They're going to be judges, and we're going to give shine to five new comedians. Whoever wins the contest gets to be a guest on one of our future episodes. And you good people out there, you guys are the tiebreakers. So if these guys, if they're held up on a comedian, you guys break the tie. Your audience scores. So there's no charity laughter. No charity laughter. But if there is laughter, yeah, yeah. make them earn up. it. Make them earn it. Make them earn it. You ready to bring up the first guest, Mick? Yeah, man. Um, first guest, we got the former UFC lightweight champion hey, why, why of the motherfucking so world. They're coming up. We got Frankie motherfucking Edgar in the building, Frankie. baby. We got the answer. The answer. Edgar. Kicking the door, waving the four foot. Welcome, brother. Welcome. Two way classes. Yes, absolutely. Three. Three, yes, three way classes. I can't. Dog. I can't count. Don't. We don't like to talk about weight, huh? Yeah, grab a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go. Yeah, go, grab a seat. Um. Gerard, you want to introduce our next guest? Our number two guest is a big, strong, strapping American man. He's never skipped a day of gym tan or laundry in his life. Put your hands together for the Jersey Shore's own Roger Matthews. Yeah. Hey, 
check them out. The Champ yeah. and the Tramp podcast. Check them out after you're done listening to Slick the, and Thick. The Champ and the Tramp podcast is kind of like our, our brother podcast. Yeah, for sure. Because I want to be a UFC champ like Frankie, and you want to uh, knock fit. up a rich reality star. Like and, yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> you want to get a divorce? Huh? You want to get a divorce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Been there, done that. Yeah? How'd it go? Did you like being divorced? or? Uh, ten got, out of ten not as much stars? as she did. When you got divorced, were you... <laughs> When she came to you and she's like, I want a divorce, we were like, wow. She never came. She yeah. never came. Ca- came and she me were never came. in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Our third and most important celebrity guest of the evening runs this whole establishment. He is the reason for comedy in New Jersey. Put your hands together for Mr. Stress Factory himself, Vinny Brand, ladies and Vinny gentlemen. Vinny Brand. Yeah, buddy. What up, Uncle Vinny? What up, Uncle Vinny? And our fourth celebrity guest, who doesn't know how to wear shirts with sleeves or shorts that go all the way down below his knees, Mickey Gall, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Our first... Jesus. Really? He's screaming, dude. I think I might have a deep voice. I don't know. I'm like sleep apnea on the mic over here. Sorry about that. You guys awake? Our first comedian, you guys may recognize... The show will recognize him as our producer. As our, put your hands together. Coming all the way from Israel, Omre Hana. How you doing, everyone? My name's Omri. My pronouns are he, him. My slur is kike. <laughs> I'm a Middle Eastern Jew, but I'm Mexican passing. (laughs) Which means that when I tell people I don't speak Spanish, they just assume I'm a bad grandson. (laughs) I moved to this country about a year and a half ago. The main reason I moved here is because I was sick and tired of the Jews controlling everything. (laughs) You see, back where I'm from, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's just like a fact. So I uh, moved to Brooklyn. (laughs) I've been very disappointed. No one told me we had a second branch in Williamsburg. I'm adjusting pretty well, though. I just just did my first trip across America. It was very nice. My first immediate question I had when I started going outside of New York is, why didn't anyone tell me this country is beautiful? It's, you move to New York and you assume you just never see stars, but apparently every other place in the country is just mountains on a cob. And everyone forgot to tell me. I also, I learned some things about America. Like I learned that the people of the West and the South, they speak a little different. Like uh, when you're in Utah or Texas, they don't ask, are you Jewish? They say, you're not Jewish, are you? followed by a very awkward silence. I'm still, I'm dealing with some misconceptions I got uh, before I moved here. Like, when I moved here, I thought that neo-Nazis were just Nazis who thought we lived in the Matrix. 
And now, and now when I tell people I'm Israeli, I always get these weird looks because I did, I served in the army. But I will have you know that I did more to free Palestine as an incompetent IDF soldier than any activist ever, okay? I once made a mistake and I crashed three drones. Have you guys ever freed Palestine out of a million dollars worth of US taxpayer money? I have. Okay, if we're talking scoreboard, one of us is an activist, one of us is yelling at college students. Who do you think does more? Where's my plaque? Is my main question. I'm, I'm adjusting pretty well though. I started seeing a new girl recently and she told me she has a Jew fetish. She caught me off guard, I didn't know we could do that. It bothered me at first, but then I started thinking about it as uh, anti-Semitism's hot younger cousin. It stopped bothering me. But then she told me she was Jewish. And it's like, I'm sorry, if you're Jewish, liking other Jews is not a fetish. It's just pleasing your mom. <laughs> she's, uh, she's kind of a big city girl. So she's, trying to, she's always trying to get me into these like fad diets. Uh, the, the most recent thing she's been trying to get me into is intuitive eating. You guys know what that is? It's the revolutionary idea that you should eat what you want to eat when you want to eat it. Does this look like the body of a man who doesn't eat what he wants to eat when he wants to eat it? My problem with intuitive eating is that I have bad intuition. My intuition consists of 2 a.m. pints of Ben and Jerry's from the bodega. And at this point, I like the Tonight Dough more than I like Jimmy Fallon. I'll leave you on this. Uh, ever since I moved here, I started researching a lot of Jewish conspiracy theories. Because I, uh, I wanted to know what I'm being accused of, you know? I, I think my least favorite one is uh, the Jews control the weather. That one doesn't make any sense to me because uh, the average temperature where I'm from is about 105 degrees Fahrenheit, and no one does that to themselves. Okay, could you imagine two Jews with a weather machine? Just like, hey, Shlomo, you know how we have that weather machine, and our whole thing is very thick coats? Let's make it super uncomfortable for us, you know? Fuck the Jews, am I right, Shlomo? So yeah, I don't, think we, I don't think we control the weather, but we did probably uh, kill Jesus. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> nice job. Nice job. Yeah, buddy. Good job, Omri. Yeah, stay up here for a minute. Yeah. Give yeah, it up for Omri. Are we going to talk to him now? Yeah. So let's go, let's go down the line. Mickey, what'd you think? Man, I thought that was a really, really strong start. You popped the crowd pretty good in the beginning with that little slur joke. That was really good. <laughs> that was really good. Um, I don't know if you're going to win. Me neither. <laughs> but I thought you did great. Thank you. M Mickey, we got him to work for free, so we're the first people to ever to get free work from a Jew. We won. Uh. We won. <laughs> Slick and thick is winning. <laughs> yeah, listen, let me tell you something. It, it was a death spot, meaning we put you up ice cold. No one warmed your audience, audience up at all. Uh, in terms of doing stand-up, he came out right away, funny. I think all the autobiographical stuff was really good. Uh, are you Jewish? 
<laughs> I think he did a great job. I really do. And, and I think that when you tried to do like setup jokes, that was weaker than your autobiographical stuff. Just stick with your autobiographical shit. And, um, and I did a great job, man. I got nothing bad to say. Mr. Matthews. Yeah, man, you were in a tough spot. Going first is always tough, right? Like, so I think you did well, man. You set the tone for everybody else, but being in that, I see you sweating a little bit. I mean, going first is, is, is rough. So I, I think you did well, man. I, I got to give you credit. I got to give you credit. Everybody, you set the pace for everybody else. And the answer, Edgar. Hey, yeah, you set the bar high. These dudes in the back are sweating, I'm sure, a little yeah. bit. So uh, I, I was laughing. The race jokes were funny as shit, but yeah. See, Mickey, people love racing. All right. Hey, wait, I'd say one last thing. Just, just a quick thing. It's a side note. Uh, I also like the amount of sweat you managed to pour out of your body in four minutes. I didn't realize that till now. Oh, it's bad. It's impressive. Yeah. Dude. It's real bad. Yeah, maybe, maybe a hairbrush before the next competition. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great job. Fuck okay, yeah, Omri. Omri. Thank you, Omri. Great job. Oh, thank you. Great work, great work, great work. This next comic coming to stage is a local boy. Grew up in Staten Island, lives in Matawan, New Jersey. He is the executive producer of the Fifth Borough Comedy Festival, the very funny John Kirshner. Keep it going for Big G, guys. Keep it going for him. And his, and his podcast partner, this big piece of shit out of shape bastard here. And, oh, man. Oh, I had to get a babysitter tonight to come out, but I don't have to pay for one anymore, dude. Yeah, I got two kids. One's old, one's old enough to babysit. Beautiful situation. What a great situation. Here's the problem. I got my daughter watching my son right now. The problem is my son is 19 and my daughter is 11 years old. What a fucking idiot. My son is the biggest, stupidest fuck I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, I left the house. My son thought he was babysitting. My daughter was like, I got this, dummy. She just texted me, can he have peanuts? I'm like, no, but I'm willing to take a chance. Whatever you got to do, destroy this. Yeah, we started jogging during the quarantine, and here's what he would do. He would jog to a certain location and then call someone to pick him up. I go, that's not how jogging works. She's like, I like to do a mile. I'm like, so do a fucking circle. That's a mile. He's like, I can't find any circles in the neighborhood that are exactly a mile. I'm like, wow. I'm like, then go halfway and come back. He's like, that would be two miles. I'm like, no, it, it, wouldn't, it, would, it would not be two miles. No. Uh, yo, he used to call me and my wife when we were out. He doesn't do it much anymore, but he would call me and my wife while we were out. And he'd be like, hey, dad, how long until you get home? I'm like, why? I don't know. It's going to clean around the house, surprise mom. And I'd have him on speaker for my wife. He'd be like, that's nice that he wants to clean the house. Like, that's not what he wants to do. He wants to know how long he has. And so I would tell him, I don't know, anytime from 10 minutes to three hours. And then I had that app on my phone. He lived right above the garage. And I have that app on my phone where I can open and close the garage door whenever I want. So as I know he's jerking off, I'm just opening and closing the garage door. So this kid's like, oh, who's that? What? Yeah. So this isn't a sentence you want to say not on a stage. I'm teaching my 19-year-old kid at an edge is what I'm doing. That's... That's actually what I'm doing. We just, we just got back from the Dominican Republic because we got money. Uh, we just got back from the Dominican Republic. My son was cleaning up, cleaning up. He's real dumb fuck, but when it comes to pussy, this guy, smartest motherfucker I know. 
Yo, I seen him walk by with a girl right by the pool, and I go, John, what's that? He goes, hooking up with a. I'm like, very, very nice. Well, she's 18, right? He's like, I'm not sure. I'm like, oh, not very nice. Uh, okay, I don't, what? The next day, he's got another girl. He's walking by the pool. I'm like, John, what the fuck is that? He's like, I got another one. I'm like, what if the other one finds out? He goes, I make sure that they're gonna go home the next day and then I get another one. I'm like, you're a fucking genius. You're... He's like, Dad, Colombian. I'm like, fucking sweet. She's 18. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, well then, you know, whatever, cool. Yeah. He's like, I'm fucking banging her. I'm like, nice. He's like, Dad, you ever fuck anybody from Africa? I'm like, Colombia is not in Africa. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's not. He's like, how about you? you? How you doing? You doing good? You gonna, you trying to get laid? I'm like, I'm trying to fuck mom. We're here with mom. I don't, he's like, he's like, I don't know. I'm like, me neither. He's like, dad, I never heard you fuck her once. I'm like, I know. I know, wait, we're not. We're not, uh. My daughter does mixed martial arts, Frankie boy. Yeah, get her in. She's 11, my daughter does mixed martial arts. She loves it. The first time I met her uh, karate instructor, I went up to him like, hey coach. He's like, it's sensei. I'm like, ah. Like, how old are these? Like, 40. I'm like, we're the same age. I'm uncomfortable saying that. I don't want to say, I don't want to call another grown man sensei. But he's pretty tough, so I started calling him sensei. Yeah. The next day, yo, the, fir the first day after I met him, next day I'm in Target. I walk in, I see him in Target. And I'm like, Johnny boy. He goes, it's sensei. He had a fucking name tag. He worked there. I'm like, even here? You target John from now on. That's it. That's your name. He goes, don't tell them. I won't tell nobody. Target John tells me she's ready for the competition, big competition. I'm like, you think she's ready? I look at my daughter. I'm like, you think you're ready? She's like, yeah, I'm ready. We do this competition. We go to Edison, New Jersey. Edison, New Jersey. Big competition. Yeah. What up? We go to Edison, New Jersey. And, and, all, and my daughter is like sitting next to the girl. She's going to fight, I guess. That's how that works. She's sitting next to the my daughter, this is how my daughter's warming up. My daughter's sitting down, right? She's a soda. She's biting her nails, right? The guys are like, the other dad's like, who's yours? I'm like, mine's right there. Mine's uh, the one right there, sitting down, biting the nails. My daughter, as soon as I said that, my daughter goes, Dad, we get Burger King at this? I'm like, yeah, you could have whatever you want. She could have whatever she wants. The girl she's about to fight, not in her seat. She was like this. This is the girl she's about to fight. Seven cornrow braids. Seven. <laughs> Fucking seven. That's such a specific amount. The middle one was pink. <laughs> Guy's like, so which one's yours? I'm like, my, that's the, the one sitting down. I'm like, I'm like, hey, yeah, fries. You get fries too. Whatever, whatever you want. Fight lasted seven seconds. Seven seconds. The girl had her in a choke lock with her fucking ankles. She, I thought my daughter was dead. She couldn't tap out. She couldn't tap out. She had no hands to tap out. This girl had her wrapped up with one leg. And the girl... The girl was checking, she was looking at her dad who was recording her like, pretty good, right? Like they were, yeah. You know, so the next day, the next day my daughter goes, dad, I know why I lost. I'm like, cause you're chubby. And she's like, no, I'm like, she goes, I need, I need cornrow braids. I'm like, we'll get them tomorrow. We'll get them tomorrow. We went to the salon, we got our cornrow braids. I walked into this place. I was fucking killing in this place. These girls were going crazy. I was fucking making jokes, these jokes. And the girls, I thought the girls want the fuck. I really thought that, <laughs> yo. So, but on the way home, on the way home, the, uh, my, my daughter goes, Dad, you should have heard what they were saying about you. I'm like, good, thing, what were, good things, they want me to come back? They're like, no. They were like, what kind of fat fucking dad waits in the car 
waits in the car while his daughter's getting cornrow braids at a place that he's never even been to. What a fat slob. All right, that's it, guys. I'm Kirsch. I wish that ended strong. All right. Keep it going for Big G. John Kirshner, everybody! Mickey G! Man, I thought it was good. I, uh, thinking about getting cornrows now. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. shit. Yeah, I think it would help. I know a place. If, yeah, your daughter I, says I know, so. I know a place. Right. <laughs> okay. Will you go in with me? Maybe they want to actually fuck if, you br- if I brought you. <laughs> what do you got, Vinny? All right, so, listen, your stage presence fine, right? I think you said... I don't know, maybe too many, too many fucks in a five-minute set. Oh, fuck, fuck. Yeah, a lot of fucks. <clears throat> and, and I don't care. It doesn't matter to me whether or not someone curses, right? But if I hear it too many times, I know you're leaning on it. Your stage presence was fine. I think you should dress less scary. You're a scary dude. No one laughs. You see the Jewish kid, completely unoffensive. <laughs> Every woman here knows that she could beat the Jewish kid up. You... You scared 90% of the men in the audience, so cover the, the tattoos. It looks like you're a chubby soccer player. Listen. Not this audience. You gotta soften your, soften your look and drop some of the F-bombs, because you have a hard New Jersey edge to it, so soften it a bit. It's, it's good the best. Like, so stop going to the gym and like, be a piece of shit? Yes! Thank you, Vinny. It's worked for me. So, um, Roger, what do you got? My man over here is very critical, but uh, you, must be a, you must be a stand-up comic yourself. So uh, I would just say, as a, as a guy that likes to make fun of his family, I found it hysterical. Uh, also a guy that's got some bad tattoos. We, we got that in common. Uh, I, I thought you did well, man. Thank thought you. you did well. Um, I don't have much of a family left myself, so I'm happy that yours is still intact, you know? Uh, Mine's yeah, done. I, I got, done. I got kids, done. man. That was very, definitely relatable. Uh, you, know, you don't scare me. Just let you know. <laughs> Uh, no, no, sir. No, I, I never beat uh, BJ Penn I'm, twice. I'm saying, I'm saying, though, uh, keep working out, bro. Don't listen to this guy. Keep working out. Uh, oh, no, no. Wait. <laughs> John Kirshner, everybody. Yeah, now, now let's, let's straighten one thing out. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm you, dancing around. you couldn't hear half the set. Your ears are all fucked up. Oh. <laughs> now, I didn't say you should stop working out, but when you're up on stand-up, when you're in a stand-up set, you got to try to not look too intimidating. That's my thing, right? So I'm a very, very intimidating individual, but tonight I dressed way down, so I didn't scare anybody. Uh, And and I think that the family stuff was relatable, but I think that if you strip out the F-bombs, then the jokes get a little weaker. And that's where I look at the first guy and say, okay, the jokes were a little stronger. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyway, I hope you don't beat you, me up for my You realize you have three never, simpletons never. around a guy that knows this stuff, right? Yeah. The three of us are just total, like, simpletons. <laughs> All right, let's get the third I'm victim like, up. I'm just like, thumbs up, he did good. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I don't know. Are you guys ready for your next comic? Yeah. That was a su- that's substandard woo. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah. <laughs> Little something for the ladies. This next comic coming to the stage is very, very, very funny. One of the best up-and-coming comics around in Jersey. Put your hands together for Cass O'Malley. Stress Factory, how we doing, everyone? 
I don't know if it was all the testosterone in the green room or the smog, but I am fired up. What's going on? Yeah, this crowd doesn't look like they're hitting many pride parades this month, right? <laughs> yeah, you guys are like, let's go to the Meathead Variety Show in a tent in New Brunswick. <laughs> Judges, how are you? Good to see you. It's nice to see that um, Gerard uses the term celebrity judge <laughs> the same way he follows the rules on a diet. <laughs> Loosely, yeah. No, I'm kidding, guys. I'm, like, obviously such a big fan of your work. I'll buy whatever fucking supplement you guys want me to if you vote for me. Uh, no, I do, I do. Are there a lot of UFC fans in the crowd, I'm assuming? Nice, okay. Yeah, like, I'm not a huge UFC girl myself. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's impressive. But, like, I mean, it's much more impressive than what I'm doing up here right now, you know? But, like, I don't like that they make you pay for some of the fights, right, Mickey? It's kind of annoying. For sure. Yeah, like, if I, like, I get to watch grown men fight for free, you know? Every time my family gets together on the holidays. <laughs> yeah, so I'm very comfortable up here, just, like, surrounded by violent men. Yeah, it makes me feel at home. I have three brothers, a lesbian sister. My mom had this bad habit of, like, procreating with angry alcoholics. Yeah, so if any of you guys ever need a tour of, like, Union County Family Court, DM me after the show. Yeah, no, it is weird. I thought it was normal growing up, like, how much my family fought. And, like, until one of my friends, when I was younger, she asked me to play house. Yeah, I know there's a lot of men here, but ladies, did you ever play house growing up? Yeah. Yeah, if you guys didn't, it's this very weird thing young girls do. Like, now, now that I think about it, it's very strange. Like, you guys are playing with trucks and dinosaurs, and we're like, hey, do you want to pretend cooking clean? <laughs> like, that sounds really fun. Or we want to, like, take care of a baby, which is very strange. You guys ever do that shit? Yeah, it's bizarre. I think about it, I'm like, I feel like I was more prepared to take care of a kid back then. <laughs> I've been out of the training for a minute, you know? I'll see a five-year-old on the street with, like, a cabbage patch doll. I'm like, God damn, she's a better mom than I will ever be. Yeah, we're so mature as young girls. Like, all of our toys are so strange. Like, that, the fucking Easy Bake Oven. Who came up with that shit, a fat guy from Staten Island? It was like, get him started early. Yeah, you guys have way more fun toys. Like, Mickey, what did you play with growing up besides uh. your dick? <laughs> um, That's pretty much it. Yeah, no, no yeah. toys. Roger, what about you? I was like a G.I. Joe kind of kid, you yeah, know? Yeah, see, you guys have fun shit. Like, Mickey was probably making his action figures fight and stuff. If we want to, like, be rebellious, we're just alone in our room, like, hmm. I think I'm going to see if my Barbie doll can eat its own pussy. <laughs> yeah, and they can, guys, they can. You ladies ever try that? Now, are there any girl dads in the crowd here? Any girl dads? Yeah, how, yes. Um, how old's your daughter, sir? Four, oh my God, okay. I'm gonna give you a piece of advice. If you ever wanna realize if you're doing a good job, just take a glimpse at her Barbie dolls when she's not there. It's a very good indicator of what level of freak you will be in the future. Like, you see how I'm up here, like, asking for grown men to pay attention to me. Yeah, my Barbie dolls look like fucking prisoners of war. They had mascara running down their face. 
They look like they just got done shooting for Brazzers. <laughs> They're wearing their skirt as their shirt. Yeah, my Barbie dolls like weren't even into Ken. They were into Ken's dad. Yeah. Yeah, so then my friend asked me to play house when I was young and I just started like beating the shit out of her. I was like, this is what we do in my house. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't allowed to have play dates with her anymore. Um, yeah, that's all I have for you guys. Thank you. What's up? <laughs> what do we do now? You just sit here and wear it. <laughs> Good job, Castle O'Malley, ladies and gents. My favorite part of that set was the Brazzers joke and watching my dad laugh and my mom not get it. That I was, was looking around to see who got it, too. Hilarious. I was at a particular table. Yeah. Big, big G laughing at the Brazzers joke. I'm like, he, he still has Microsoft. I'm like, what? Like father, like son. What do you think taught me? Mickey. Thing. Um, man, I know my job is to judge. I don't like to pick favorites, but Cass, you were my favorite so far. Yeah, Fucking killed baby. that shit. Fucking killed that Hell shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. Omri just shut off a camera. <laughs> so you've been doing stand-up for one year? Yeah, a year and a half. Okay, a year and a half. And so, you know, listen, a couple things I really, really like. I love going to the, to the panel to set up a joke. I love going out to the audience to set up a joke. It brings the room in. There was a moment where I thought maybe you were just going to run out of steam, yeah. and then you just went right out and bang, it was really, really tight. Didn't curse too much. Dress comfortably, right? You're not, not you're Should not I trying stop to be. Going to the gym yeah, well, you're not trying to be. A, uh, right. <laughs> well, you're not trying to be. A, you know, you're not in a mini skirt, which a lot no. of girls do. So you're Those dressed sound. like a comic should dress. Put it together well. I really like that a lot. Very nicely done. Good Thank set. Thank you. Roger. Don't so, be a pussy, Roger. Say something no, mean. No, man. I'm, I'm, I got you. So on my lineup, I've got Jewish, sweaty dude, bad tattoo guy, and tall bitch so far. So. <laughs> we know you like those, Roger. <laughs> I watch Jersey Shore. <laughs> okay. What are you doing after this? <laughs> um, How did you no, become listen, a judge? You listen. got a vote for me. <laughs> you're, trying to, you're trying to loop me up over here, so I hope you... Uh, no, listen, I love the family dynamic. As I said before, anytime you can make fun of yourself, make fun of your family, I think that's a great thing. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I think you're, if you've only been at this for a year, year and a half, I think you're well on your way. And if it doesn't work out, there's only fans for tall bitches, you know? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Yo, and we I picked the right the guy, fucking there. Roger, oh. killing it, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're great. I'd like to see you play with some Barbie sometime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? Someone else is no, getting divorced. It, 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 no, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I, no, ideas. it was good to get the woman's per perspective up here. You know, have two men come with the woman's side. Very good. For sure. Yeah, we need a little estrogen in yeah, this yeah. time. Yes, what yes. up? All right, thank you guys. Good job, Cass O'Malley. Great job. Our next comic coming to the stage is going to be featured on this season of Impractical Jokers. Put your hands together for Nick Bush, ladies and gents. Stress Factor, how are you doing tonight? What is up, guys? Oh my God, I'm so happy everyone's here. Cause guys, I gotta get real with y'all for a second, okay? Hit a bit of a rough patch in my life, okay? It's cause I realize now, no matter what haircut I get, 
I am still just going to look like a fat lesbian. <laughs> every time, guys, and it's so brutal for me because every time I go to the barber, they ask me what I want. Clearly, I have no idea, you know? And I feel like that's a flawed system anyway, right? Like, imagine going to your doctor, telling him all your symptoms, and then the doctor just looks back at you like, and what test do you think I should run for that? Uh, uh, I don't know, doc, you're the expert here, you tell me. I mean, my go-to is, uh, you know what, Barbara, why don't you give me something that'll stop the homeless guys from hitting on me whenever I walk down the street? Seriously, guys, every day it's like, oh, excuse me, miss. Oh, excuse me, miss. Do you spare any change, miss? Do you spare some change, miss? Because that's their love language, okay? But, you know, I got to turn around and look at them, and it's just like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. You got a very feminine body. I tell you, guys, if I had a nickel for every time that has happened, I'd actually have some change to give these guys. But, like, seriously, look at this Ellen DeGeneres cut I got, you know? Like, yeah, look at me, guys. Oh, I love dancing <laughs> and verbally abusing interns. hey Oh, man, guys. But, you know, it's not all bad for me. I uh, have lost some weight recently. Yes, thank you, guys. Yes, thank you, guys. I'm down about 60 pounds. So I also started to work in office again recently. You know, so seeing my friends and coworkers again for the first time in a while, you know, they're quick to notice my change, right? They're quick to tell me how good I look now but they were also quick to tell me how fat I was. It's like, oh, Nick, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. And wow, you look amazing. Cause shit, I was scared to ride the elevator with your fat ass before. Okay, uh, you know, I said I lost some weight. You know, I didn't lose my ability to take everything super personally. You know, I didn't shed the weight of depression and anxiety, which you just made worse. Thank you very much, you know? But guys, man, weight loss is tough. You know, weight loss is a real journey, you know? Weight loss is a journey into tricking yourself that kale tastes good. You know, like what, like, what even is kale, right? Like, it looks so green and bushy like that, you know, and it's got this weird salty aftertaste. It looks like the Grinch's pubic hair, and it tastes like I just sucked him off. No thanks. <laughs> Not for me, you know? Oh, man, guys, but, you know, this weight loss is crazy. I think people are starting to notice. You know, like, girls are starting to notice. Guys, listen to this. True story. Last week, I went on three different hinge dates. Yeah, yeah. And two of which ended in sex. Give it up for me and my penis, guys, throwing this dick all over the place. It's got to be a world record or something, right? But hey, am I uh, any closer to being in a relationship and uh, deleting Hinge? Nope. Both those girls already ghosted me. And do I feel worse about myself than I did before? Oh, you better believe it, you know? I just find it funny for me that I can't keep a relationship that lasts longer than one week. But my parents, they just celebrated their 38th wedding anniversary. And my parents have been married for 38 years. Which sucks. No shot of getting a stepsister anytime soon. <laughs> so we're laughing, which means we're familiar with the stepsister porn genre. Got an audience full of a bunch of sick fuck freaks, I see. But like, who's that for, right? Like, I'm not watching porn for the script, you know? 
this isn't a Tarantino film, right? Like, I don't, I don't care about her backstory. I care about her backside. You feel me? You know? But yeah, guys, so uh, just curious. Um, how quickly after having sex do you take a shower? Because I had sex on Monday and I haven't showered yet. And I thought to myself, like, oh, Nick, like, that's so disgusting. You know, like, your penis was in someone's mouth. You know, like, if my finger went in someone's mouth, I'd wash it immediately, you know? And, like, not to mention where my fingers went, you know? All right, guys, I got to get off to some stepsister porn. My name's Nick Bush. Thank you so much, guys. My man. Great job, Nick. I love it. Nick Bush, ladies and gentlemen. Nick, you look like Guy Fieri in a world where Adderall doesn't exist. This is fantastic. Mickey, what'd you think of Nick? Man, first of all, I love Nick Bush. Nick Bush! I've known Nick Bush since kindergarten. Straight up, me and Nick Bush are in the same kindergarten class. I'm really proud of him. It's very cool to see what he's doing. Brother, that's fucking good, man. Proud of you, bro. That was awesome. You're awesome, Nick. Vinny Brand. All right, so uh, first of all, I'm happy <clears throat> that you know, you're the first comic tonight that I think I could beat up. And <laughs> I think you did a lot of premises, a lot of pre too many premises in five minutes. And we'll see you explore some of them. And I think some of the punchlines, and by the way, okay, you're supposed to judge shit. Don't look at me like I'm the fucking bad guy. <laughs> no, we need a Simon Cowell, bro. We need a Simon Cowell. He's mean. <laughs> so, so listen, you know, I, like some of the punchlines, I felt were just shock-induced lines, right? So I like to see comics to be a little more clever. And also, when you get into a, a spot, into a, into a premise, drain that premise out a bit, right? So you talk about losing weight. There wasn't a lot of great exploration of, of that subject, really. And then on to the next subject, and the next subject. So I think you did a good job. You have good stage presence. You deliver well. I just think that material-wise, you want to maybe tighten up a little bit on the number of subjects in a five-minute spot. I but told him if he came, he'd be working your club, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, every one of these comics, every one of these comics can work here. I'm going to tell you right hey, now. Hey, big. And, That's uh, big. Hey, hey. Some of them will be carrying trade, <laughs> but they were working on <laughs> Nice job. It was nice. Roger Matthews. I saw an overweight guy walk into the stage wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and I knew you were gonna kill it because you don't have a lot of options. Let's be honest, you know. <laughs> no, I thought you were great, man. Self-deprecation is a great thing. Humor is the way through life. You got to be able to make fun of yourself. Obviously, you're comfortable with that. So, um, yeah, I don't know the whole knowing what the Grinch's cum tastes like thing. I don't know about that. Yeah. But other than that, I thought you killed him, but man, job well done. Frankie Edgar. Yeah, you got the whole Jonah Hill, uh, Seth Rogen thing going on, you know? Looks like you're in the right direction with that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like Vinny said, you're, you're right there. I feel like you're right there on the cusp of it, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Give it up for Nick Bush, ladies the and gentlemen. The adorable Jets. Nick Good Bush. Job. Good job. I would just like to point out, I would just like to point out that with this much testosterone on the dais, mm -hmm. some of these guys need a little bit more balls. I'm just <laughs> well, well, it looks like that brings us to our next guest. Brings us to our last guest. Our final Very guest. special guest. I don't know if you guys are ready. We kind of stacked the, we stacked it a little bit here against the other comics, if right. we're being honest. But right. the other comics really brought it. 
So now he's got to really bring it. Our last competitor in tonight's comedy competition, former WWE superstar Enzo Amore, a.k.a. E.A. your eye like a big pizza pie that's amore when the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine that's amore bells will ring tingle-ling-a-ling tingle-ling-a-ling and you'll sing the the bell I appreciate you. I gotta think about this? Do you, dog? I think not. <laughs> Yesterday was like a 007 movie, huh? Sky falls. We got issues. We got issues. Figuratively speaking, we have issues of malnourishment in communities that would otherwise be flourishing if it weren't for apartheid spearheaded by political figures who sit at the stratosphere of the political infrastructure that see to the exponential growth of our corporate infrastructure. Or is that conundrum really just a liaison between factions of hierarchy that have endeavors that go beyond parliamentary procedures, proposals, referendums, filibusters, and legalities? I mean, hey, if you want to overindulge your eyes in between the lines of a communist manifesto, go ahead and be a Marxist. I mean, we've all been transients at some point or another, and I get excited even talking about it, but figuratively speaking, you got your right and you got your left, and people in positions of power, they come at you from different angles. Could be acute, could be obtuse, rarely ever perpendicular. <laughs> there ain't too many sharp shooters out there or straight shooters, but yeah, you know, yeah, you got your Mahatma Gandhi. You got your Ayatollah Khomeini's, you got your Donald Trump's, you got your Hillary Clinton's, you got your Barack Obama's, you got your Thomas Jefferson's, and you've got your George Jefferson's. And hey, I've sat way up top high, deluxe apartments in the sky, and ranted on political jargon. But that's not why we're here today, okay? So without any further ado, allow me to quote the performing artist, Aubrey Graham. Please hold on, we're going home. But allow me to leave the porch light on or, or maybe you could for me and when we get down I could I could sit down over a cup of average Joe and break this down for you in layman's terms did you know they made a James Bond film named Octopussy <laughs> they made a James Bond film named Octopussy and I only say that because you challenged me not to curse before I got up here <laughs> Really, there's a James Bond film for, like, all of our current events. You can just, like, uh, Eric Swalwell, the spy who loved me, right? And I'm not here to get into a proxy war. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's D Donald Trump or maybe it's about Hunter Biden's laptop. But either way, from Russia with love, right? <laughs> and then they made the first film about Fauci. Doctor, no! Doctor, no! Doctor, no! 
doctor. No! And I only say that because, hey, I'll take a jab from Mike Tyson before I take one from Dr. Fauci. And that's not because I'm anti-vax. I'm just pro-wrestler. That was awesome. Well, what do we got over here? A couple judges? A couple fucking judges? The only judge I like wears pinstripes and hits fucking dingers, guys. You know what I mean? Who am I to judge? Look at me. I mean, that's the joke, right? Let's go. Get up here, G. He's done. <laughs> He's dropped the mic. Bring, Twice. bring a cop on a straitjacket. <laughs> EA, everybody, EA! That was brilliant. What do you got, Mick? Man, uh, that first part went a little over my head. <laughs> I couldn't keep up. I couldn't keep up. My man's known for his wit. He's known for his mic skills. Uh, is your first time out here doing comedy, too? Very first time doing comedy. You have been here, baby. You all saw history. You all saw history. Saw awesome. history. Yeah. Congrats, brother. All right, now, I'm going to shock everybody. Because first of all, when you came up, I didn't know if I was looking at the white Mr. T or a homeless guy with an unending supply of bleach. And, <laughs> but but the, now, now, listen, the jokes, are, you know, the jokes are not uh, what that were there. But, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. That character is riveting. And if you can write jokes for that character, that's the kind of act that I could see going into film and TV because it's so over the top, it's, it's, you can't take your eyes off it. And so write better jokes for it. But I loved it. I thought it was really something fun and different to watch. But you need to develop jokes. Is it your very first time doing it? Very first time. Yeah, so I, I love everything about that. I really do, I love everything about it. Roger? Yeah, man. I mean, for the first time ever doing comedy, like you, you, you know, you have a stage presence. You know what you do, and you did it um, in a totally different venue that you used to. I've had the pleasure of watching you in the WWE. You, you totally, you know, like over delivered there. I think you over delivered here. Yes, maybe there are a few things you need to critique with the with the joke telling. But I thought for your first time up here, brother, you absolutely killed it. Yeah. I'd come see you again for sure. Hell yeah. Frankie, the answer, oh, Edgar. No dead noise the whole time. Fucking Andrew Dice Clay. That, that's, that's what I think of. That's what I think of. Andrew Dice Clay played a character. Dice, he wasn't Dice. He became Dice. That's you, my man. Yeah, awesome. you know, I'm going to say one last thing. You're right about that. And developing a character is hard. It takes time. And when you get it done, that, those guys have enormous careers. So I would tell you, keep doing it. And uh, you might not win tonight, but man, I love that character. I really do. Nice job. Man's a star. Are you going to fucking book me again? <laughs> Am I what? Are you going to book me again? Do I get to come back? Do I get to try my character out? Good, let's go. The fuck are we talking about? I don't get a fucking... I don't get a fucking RSVP up here. What's going yeah. on? I, I've had a lot of comedians ask me to get booked. Never quite like that. And uh, uh, you probably... He just, he just pulled the Mickey Gall right there. Hey, look, and I was born at night, but not last night. No, you know what I mean? Mostly because I'm terrified of you. But let me just say... <laughs> <laughs> nice job, man. Thank you. Yo, we got to do e this thing, right? EA, everybody. Nice EA. Job. Great job, man.
All right. Judges, wait, before the judges say anything, can we give it up for every comic one more time, please? Weren't they fantastic? I kind of did. I gave, I gave him Really two. terrific. I gave, him I gave him more. I gave them none. But just one. like in the octagon, there can be only one winner. Usually. Mickey, who you got? Man, let me tell you the truth. I was going to go for sure with Nick Bush because he's so adorable. And I just love him so much with all my heart. But mm. I, I think Cass did her thing. Cass. Go Cass. We got one for Cass O'Malley. <laughs> Vinny Brand. All right. You know, I thought we were going to have a little conference. Jesus, uh, Vinny, who is it? <laughs> I, I thought we were going to have a conference, but I have to say, all of them did really well, right? And, uh, but I think overall, um, Cassie had the best set as a comic. Got it. I, See, Vinny agrees with me. It pays to be a woman in a stage full of men, for sure. <laughs> Roger Matthews. That's exactly what I was going to say, brother. You took the words out of my mouth. For, for the only woman here, I thought Cass killed it. I thought she did great. She also promised me backstage to hey. give me a password to her OnlyFans account hey. next month. I'm saving $19.99 a month right there, so my vote goes to Cass. <laughs> She's one thing, a Barbie girl in a I'll Barbie say, world. I, I, I guess I'm going to say one thing. I, I, I don't mean to correct you. I don't think you should assume that she's a woman. We have no idea. Uh, <laughs> this is true. And I, and I don't want that subscription to your OnlyFans anymore. <laughs> no matter what happens, Cass might win this, but she's going home hating you for that. <laughs> Frank, what do you got? Yeah, I guess I'll follow suit, but my, my Israeli dude was funny, too. Omri. Yeah. Omri was great. Was very funny, too. They were all really funny. Yeah, Kirsch, absolutely, Nick, absolutely. everybody was really good, but we... Audience... At once, on three, yell out who you think would win. Well, you got to do it by applause. No, no, I want to hear the chaos. Uh, I want the chaos. I want the, I want the chaos. Do it by applause. Chaos. By applause? Chaos. Yeah, of course. Where, Fuck, does that, it say Vinny Brand there? on this <laughs> fucking... Where does it say Vinny Brand? You got to you got Jesus. On the tax bill, tell him. All right. Because Vinny's really mean if I don't do what he says. <laughs> you got to bring him up one at a time and let the audience remember him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got a beer at a 4 o'clock in the morning. All right. Fine. Hey, look, look, Cass is setting up her camera now. Yeah. Ca Ca Cass is ready to run up the stage. She's like, I want to come up. All right. Omri, come on up. Omri, come on up. John, come on up. Cass, come on up. Nick, come on up. EA, come on up. And by the way, everybody here in the audience, I want to say one thing very seriously. Doing stand-up comedy is really, really tough. And to be judged and have only five minutes is really gut-wrenching. Give all of them a big round of applause because it's a pain in the ass to be judged. I, I would 100% rather be up here fighting someone yes. than have to stand here yes. and make people laugh. Okay, Vinny, we're all here on this giant stage. Cool. Thanks. So I... I all right. So... So thanks, Vin. This was a great idea. Um, <laughs> All right. Who is number one? What the? I'm the fucking host. The Jewish guy. Omri. Omri, get up there. Get to the forefront, pal. Nope. Everybody. Try Omri, the fucking stage. Wow, Omri might steal this. Well done. Well done. All right. Uh, number two, step up. 
Get up there. John Kirster. Nice job. Nice job. The adorable Nick Book. No, wait, it's Cassie next. Cassie. That's also adorable Cassie. Nick Bush, get that adorable ass up. Nick there. Bush! And the real one himself, EA. The incomparable. The incomparable. The superstar. Should Ladies be, and gentlemen, I think who's we have got a winner. better tits, Nick or Cass? <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's rough. I, I, I live here now. I can't the, get up. The audience this is, had that a I'm doing the rest of the show like this. That's it. Yeah. So I think we have a winner, you guys think? Yeah. Everybody give it up for our winner of the comedy contest and future guest on Slick and Thick, Cass O'Malley! Yep. Awesome. Make sure you guys follow every single one of these comics and help them along in their career. And for all of our celebrity guests, give it up. Frankie Edgar. Roger Matthews. Vinny Simon Cowell Brand and Slick Mick the Ruler. But that's only the first half of our show. Now we got the podcast. Are you guys ready for that? Awesome. So we'll take it off the stage. We'll set it up for the podcast. Vinny Brand's coming up. And after that, our huge special guest this evening, Mr. Jim Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Hey, we're all, we're all getting off now? That's perfect because it really wouldn't be a slick and thick podcast if I didn't take a piss during it. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Gas Digital. It's your boy, Thicky Smalls himself, Gerard Michaels. And to my right, at six foot three, 200 pounds, and every one of them is a problem. The CEO of the RNC, the master of punks, the tamer of sages, the king of the ring himself, Mr. Mickey Gall, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, G. Thank you, buddy. Man, I'm like, I'm about 215 right now after eating and drinking at, all day, bro. Thick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, getting them battle bars in you, man. Happy haircut to you, Mick. You look Thank fantastic, you. buddy. And Thank we are you. here at the Top legendary, world-famous, the epicenter of comedy in New Jersey, the Stress Factory, owned by none other than Vinnie Brand, ladies and gentlemen. A.K.A. Simon Cowell. A.K.A. Simon Cowell. Now, Vinny, we just had a little comedy contest at your place. What did you think of the comedians we had on, man? So, uh, so you know, when you judge a competition, first of all, it, it, it's terrible for a comic to go up on stage mm -hmm. and be judged. It's absolutely awful because you get five minutes, and you go down the wrong path, and you're just done. The five minutes is over. Uh, now, most of the judges, uh, you know, were afraid to really judge. I'm not saying anything bad about Mickey. I'm just saying what happened. And, <laughs> and so... Who am I to judge? I've, I'm, I'd be scared to do that shit. What you yeah. guys do, like I said, I'd rather fucking have someone try and punch me in the face yeah, up here. I think that, that girl comic wanted to. Have to talk? And yeah. So I think when, you, when you're judging competition, you got to be honest with the guys. But I was really surprised because normally, normally three or four of the five are awful. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for that a little bit. Yeah, I thought like we'd get that little crazy little car crash, little car crash. Yeah. 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 Watch the NASCAR yeah. for the wreck. A little secondhand embarrassment, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But and, but no. And the girl, Cassie, only a year and a half in, mm -hmm. really had just good chops from what she did. She was great. I thought all five of them had something and uh, and I enjoyed letting them do it and I enjoyed judging them cuz I think they all took it pretty well. Oh, we saw that you enjoyed judging them. Oh. <laughs> you were made to judge them. You're, you're like the reason a Yelp review you was made. You've never been a chef in your life, and you're like, let me tell you why this pizza sucks. All right. 
<laughs> First of all, crust. Sit down, I'm talking. Uh, yeah, no. But I thought that they were really good. And like I said, doing it with the judges right next to you, having done comedy for a long time, that's like a nightmare, too. Oh, yeah. It's a nightmare because you want to try to engage the audience, but you really only care about what these people think. And you're like, yeah, right? That's why I thought the brilliant move was Cassie getting the judges involved. That was the move. Lean, lean right into it. Get right into the awkward. Lean into it. That's it. Take your pants off and have fun on stage. You know what made me laugh? She, she hit Mickey, and then she hit the Jersey Shore guy. Yeah. And she went right past me. She knew where her bread's buttered. Yeah. It says, it says, it says yeah. Vinnie Brand's Stress Factory right above the thing. Yeah, and I think, I thought, well, maybe she jumped over me because she didn't want to get in my shit, right? Yeah. And then I thought, well, maybe she jumped over me because I'm perfect. What would you say? <laughs> what would you say? He's stealing was, Mickey's lines funny. now. <laughs> she did a nice job. So. so you've been doing this for how long, then? I've been doing stand-up comedy for 33 years. The club is 32 years here wow. in New Brunswick. 32, 32 years okay. in New Brunswick. Now, my understanding, 32 years ago, this, this town had horse and buggies. Is that this, true? <laughs> when we came into the town, uh, it was just beginning the rehab of the town. Mm -hmm. Just beginning. And it wasn't a town you'd come out to uh, necessarily, right? Across the street was Panico's, uh, which was a great restaurant, the first great restaurant in New Brunswick. Then the Frog and the Peach and and since then, from now to then, it's an entirely different city. This is the best city in, in the state to go out, and there's nothing like it. The best restaurants, state theater, stress factory. There's great dance clubs. I really love the city. Are you? We got any are got you people Queens. in here? Are you? Yeah, right here, baby. Wow. When I, when I first started coming here, uh, probably about 10 years ago, when I was going to Rutgers, and yeah. I, I would come in here and cast shows all the time. I've seen so many people. Yeah, I remember, I'd, I've I've seen Dice here. I've I've seen Ari for the first time. I saw so many people. Me and my dad came in here, and we sat about there when it on the inside and watched Amy Schumer and laughed our asses off. Yeah. Well, now I know you're lying. <laughs> um. I remember I remember a very young Kevin Hart coming in. It was someone else's show and asking me, "Hey, can I go on? Can I go on?" And we would give him five minutes, and uh, and it was always funny. But it just our business is so weird to think back about Kevin Hart. Asking to be on, and you know we were always very nice to everybody, and so putting him on, and somewhere we have that picture. I gotta find that. You know Ray Romano, Kevin Hart, Kevin James, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, I mean, you name them, they've been here, and it's been a lot of fun uh, over the years. One of my most fun memories here is when Bert came. You remember oh, yeah. that time? Yeah. You wanna tell that story? Yeah. I, well, you know Bert came in. And Bert Kreischer for people that don't Bert know. Bert Kreischer, yeah. and I think we may have been. Well, are oh, you talking about the second time he came in? With the, with the choke out. The times uh, the manager got choked out. Oh, it's so much fun. So he, yeah, I think he talked about this, if not on a special, like on like a, on, on like a TV set, and like people tagged me in, and I saw it. It was pretty funny. It's so funny. Mickey's telling everyone how to choke somebody well, for, out. For, well, you make it sound like I went up there and was like, hey, yo, let me show you how to choke <laughs> someone out. Yeah, he would never do that. <laughs> we, well, we, we so unlikely. I think you asked. I you think. you asked, and we took a, me and Vinny took a picture of me yeah. putting him in a choke. It happens and I, quick. And I said, "Don't choke me out. I don't want to go out." I might have given him a little squeeze. Yeah, a little squeeze. And that was the first time a I met. Neck hug. And I remember thinking, "This skinny little guy is a tough guy." And <laughs> <laughs> you you were teaching everyone how to choke out. You put me in the hole, but you right. did not choke me. You gave me just enough pressure for for my vagina to seize up. And <laughs> But I did make one little fatal mistake, and that was that I didn't really teach about the tapping part. Yeah. So out of the corner of my eye, Mark yes. is, is getting choked by his girlfriend, 
and he starts tapping, but the girlfriend didn't know what that meant. <laughs> so she's holding, holding it, Mark. Yeah. Boom! Went went down, knocked over some chairs. Oh my Passed God. out in, in front. Of, Wait, on stage? Uh, on the side by no, the bar. On the side. I have. Uh, uh, an even better, if I may, story about the stress factory from when I was a child. My mother is here, ladies and gentlemen. My mother's over there. Yeah. Hey, my mommy's here too, so whatever. Our mothers are here, ladies and gentlemen. Our mothers are here. Now, back in the day, you used to do prank phone calls off yes. of the payphone in the back. Yes. And what we would do is there would be a thing at your table to write your, your phone number. And at one day, my mom had all her friends over for Pochino. And you called up my mother and told my mother that you were the New Brunswick Police Department and that her son had been arrested for soliciting a prostitute. Oh, I love that. I love that. My mother believed you without any questioning whatsoever. Well, if you remember correctly, the prostitute you were with <laughs> said, do the joke. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, then it escalated to... So she was just like, how, yeah, again, like, how much uh, is bail? Yeah. And then you knew that, I knew that she knew, I knew that she thought it was real, because then immediately she goes, Gerard, it's your son! <laughs> Calls my father into the room, and my father, in the thickest Brooklyn Brody can, goes, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and then from there, you proceeded to get his goat all the way. And now he's trying to one-up you the whole time, like, oh yeah, you're in that police department, do you know Johnny Rocks in that police department? <laughs> yeah, I know Johnny Rocks, he said you're a piece of shit, is what you're saying <laughs> to my father. Then you escalated to where, listen, we were going to let it go, but we've never seen a midget uh, prostitute beat up this bad before. Oh, my God. Greatest night of my life. Oh, thank you. Great, my mom, not as happy with you. And she's come here to exact revenge. So be careful. That Yo, table over that there. that table over there, yeah. buddy. If I can... Is that your mom right there? That's my mom nice right there, you. yep. I'm going to tell you a quick funny story yep. about a phone call. So there's a kid in the front row, and uh, he's with a girl. And uh, I tell the mother, and he's, he's a perfect little uh, Jewish kid. He's dressed just perfectly. Looks like he just came from the library. And uh, a very nerdy kid. And I called his mother and said something similar, either with a prostitute or a biker bar, whatever it was. And the mother goes ballistic, ballistic on the phone. And I, she's yelling. She's like, I can't believe it. So I let her off the hook. And she does not think it's funny. So the kid runs outside, and he calls his mother from his cell phone. He's out here before the tent, and I hear him on the cell phone. He's going, Mommy, Mommy, please, Mommy, don't be mad at me. And it's going on for so long, and I'm trying. I'm going, kid, let me talk to her. Let me talk to her. He's going, no. And then he's saying, Mommy, please, please don't let Daddy break my computer. I swear to God. Now, I go, okay, I go, put her on hold, put her on hold. And he put the phone like this. I go, kid, you got to go on the offensive now. You've already apologized a hundred times. It's a joke. You have to tell her that you can't believe that she would think that her son would do that. So the kid, he's shaking. He goes, Mom, you know what? If Dad wants to break my computer, tell him, go ahead. I can't believe you believed I did that. Now, with that, he hangs up the phone. He goes, I got to go home. I'm going to throw up. I go, no. Go in and enjoy the show and relax. He goes in. He leaves his nervous wreck. About six months later, a kid comes in dressed like Fonzie. He's got a, I swear to God, he's got a blonde girlfriend with gigantic boobs. And, and I'm like, man, I know this kid. You made a man out of him I that night. I swear to Changed God. his life. I swear to God. You made a man out of him. He came in here with Enzo's uh, attitude. He's, uh, let me tell you. He's he in was, jail now. He tried to buy heroin from me outside. <laughs> he was so different. I said, kid, I know you. He goes, 
you called my mother. And I go, wait a minute. Were you that little nerdy Jewish kid? He goes, yeah. He goes, I went home. My mother was all pissed off. I just stuck with what you told me to do. And since that day, she's been off my ass, and I changed my whole life. I saved that kid's life. And now he's Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> and, that, and that young boy was Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah, we're going to put you on the spot here, Ben. We're running out of time. You're fantastic. Thank you so much for having us here tonight, man. All your years of doing this, one night stick out above the rest? Was there one comic one night that, that the roof was just blown down and you were like, this is, this is all worth it? Having one to come night. to work every day in New freaking Brunswick, New Jersey this, for this night. You want me to tell you the one night? The one night, yeah. Okay, so I'll tell the story quick. My mother used to work here at the door, and uh, she got leukemia, and she was dying. And in February, they told her, you can never work again. And she was in the hospital. She was very upset. And, I, and we have Brian Regan coming up in May. So on her hospital room wall, I wrote whatever it was, May 11th, you have to work. It's Brian Regan room be sold out. And my mother said, I'll be there. Now, this is in February. Now, the doctor pulls me aside four different times and says, you have to stop telling her that she's going to work. She'll never work again. You can't tell her that. You can't give her false hope. And I said to the doctor, if my mother thinks she's going to come back to work, who the hell are you to tell her she can't? Now... She gets out of the hospital on that Tuesday. As we're leaving the hospital, the doctor said, Marion, I'm serious. You have no immune system left. You cannot be out in public. You cannot work. Because the nurses erased it. I write it back up there. So she goes, I won't, doctor. I won't. I get her outside. My mother goes, fuck that, doctor. I'm working. <laughs> I swear to God. Now, Jersey. she comes in and she works. Brian Regan knows none of this. He knows none of it. Brian Regan's one of my favorite comics. He does a one-hour set, and when he gets done, the room stands up so quick. It's such a big standing ovation. It's so loud. And I'm going, Brian Regan! And they're going ballistic. And Regan turns back around, walks up the stage and says, hey, would you mind if I did a few more minutes? And I go, Brian, I'd love that. Now, I'm looking at my mother. She's beaming. He, did a, he knows none of this. A second hour and gets a second even bigger standing ovation. It was the last night my mother worked here, and she got to work with one of her comic heroes who just serendipitously, that means, you know, out of the blue. Um, Thank you. She, he did, I know words good. <laughs> he did two one-hour standing ovation shows. I'll never forget it. And I told him the story a year ago in the back here uh, over a drink. And he said, man, he goes, that's one of the best stories I've that ever is, heard. That's unbelievable, that's man. That's unbelievable. Brian Regan. Fantastic. Oh! We have a special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, a special guest. Oh, whoa, whoa. To the Sling and Think Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the President of the United States, Joe Byron, ladies and gentlemen. What the heck? Gerard, I said we weren't going to get political tonight. It's the President, Mickey. It's the President. Show some. What the heck? Mr. Biden. I'm Joe President of the United States. America, come on, man. <laughs> I, I, I got, excuse me. I got hairy legs. They, 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 they turn, 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 turn blonde in the summer. Kids come up and, and, and I love kids. This guy knows, come on, man. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's what it is. You don't vote for me. You ain't black. 
Mr. President, Mr. President, uh, thank you so much for gracing our stage this evening. Mr. President, what do you think of Vinnie Brand's Stress Factory? I, I think, look, look, come on, and, got, and look, and I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. This is, look, and it, no serious dates till you're 35, okay? That's what it is. Look, Vinnie Brand's, the, 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 the comedy club. It's a great spot. It's the, it's the slick and, 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 and you know the, the, the fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Bring, bring him back dignity to the, 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 the stress factory, and that's okay. Come on. Come on, man. Gee, I really didn't think we were going to get political, but you got Biden. Take out behind the schoolyard. Take out behind the tent. I'll show you what it's all. These tough guys went, went, look, we're not my dad one day. <laughs> Point out a guy. Year was 1920. <laughs> he said, excuse me, said two, two gentlemen. They, they were, they were, they were, uh, they were having butt sex. <laughs> and my dad got down on it. God love him. God, God love him. Look, got down on his knee. Year was 1903. <laughs> he said, son, those two gentlemen of color happened to be African-American. He said, those two men, Muslim guys, and they were, 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 look. He said, those guys are in love, and that's okay. President Joe Biden, ladies wow. and gentlemen. Get the hell out of here, Biden. <laughs> four more years, four more years, four more years. In Canada, in, all right. <laughs> hey, nobody hurt President Biden. President Biden can't not hurt President Biden. The stairs <laughs> hurt President Biden. Hey, careful, watch your steps, sir. That is now the funniest night at the stress. <laughs> there we go. So, Vinny, before hey. you get out of here, Mick, I, I know you got one more question for Vinny, but I do want to say uh, this place is very, very special in my heart because this is where I fell in love with comedy. I was 17 years old. I saw a Jim Brewer concert, oh. uh, and that's the night I fell in love with comedy, and I have been broke ever since. So thank you, <laughs> Vinny, for this addiction. Thank you. And even more importantly, man, uh, now this is my favorite night ever at the Stress Factory. My brother, Mickey Gall, doing this in front of you people here at this very, very special place. That makes me feel great. Yeah, thank you for, being, really for cool. bringing it here. Thank you. What thank a great you. audience you bring. Thank awesome. you. Thank I you. Do. Yeah. And, and you know, I look at the audience. And I said to myself, "Never before, uh, it, you know, the first podcast you do, and you get you know hundred people down here, almost fifty IQ points." And let me just say, <laughs> <laughs> he's roasting the crowd now. He can't stop. He's tasted blood. He's tasted blood. He can't stop. Vinnie Brand, ladies Vinnie and Brand. gentlemen. Thank you so much, man. You're fantastic. Thank you, Uncle Vinny. So what do you think of the show so far, Mick? Ah, you know. You know, I know you're not big on politics, but look, it's the President of the United States. I know, I know. It's the President of the United States. He's a big fan. He's normally in Ukraine. He came here today for us. Yeah, I guess that was kind of cool of him. Yeah. What, what do you think? I'm happy he's gone. Out of all the guests we've had so far, man, like, we've done 50 episodes together, bud. Yeah. We've, we've, had, had, mov we've had movie stars. We've had 
porn stars and preachers. We've had porn stars. We've had preachers. We've had movie a- stars. A-list actors, bank robbers. We've had bank robbers and A-list actors. We've had Green Berets. Green Berets. We've had cops. I forget anyone else. We've had we've robbers. Had we've had a witch. We did have a witch. Sexy witch. Yeah, well, we got, a, we got a special, another special guest tonight. A sexy witch? Better. Better than a sexy Better than witch? Sexist. We have the most winningest UFC fighter ever. The biggest winner in the history most of the fights, octagon. Most wins. Most the, fights. The UFC Iron Man, my big brother, Jim fucking Miller. Jim Miller! So, I got to say, um, I don't think any man has made me jump up and down more watching TV than Jim Miller. I'm like a little kid watching Barney. From the Melvin Gillard fights to through all these fucking years, bro, to last Saturday. Yeah. What was it, 20-second 20, 20 knockout? 23. 23-second knockout? Everyone saw that? Shit. This man fought a trained killer five days ago. Look at this. Yeah. This is insane. I, bre- I, I get more beat up if I've done 17 minutes on a treadmill on a Tuesday, bro. I did cardio one Don't time two weeks ago. Don't ever say you've done 17 minutes on the cardio on a treadmill. That's a fucking lie. That's a bold-faced lie, G. <sighs> uh, when, you get, when you got me, you got me. When you got me. It's so true. My, I've never my done secret, that. though, is that I also am a sexy witch. So. You are a sexy witch. You see that? Sexy witch? Oh, witchcraft is that big. That makes sense. Witchcraft is big. Jim, man, so you've been doing this, you've been getting after it in the Octagon for almost 20 years now, huh? Uh, 15. 15 yep. years. 15 years of fighting against some of the hardest human beings on planet Earth. How many human beings, there's about 8 billion walking planet Earth, how many do you think could beat you up in a fight? Uh, a lot, enough. You, do, you, don't, no. you, don't, you don't watch enough Slick and Thick. The answer to this question, according to Mickey Gall, is zero. Zero. Uh, the answer is zero. Matter of fact, we've been doing a thing once a week where we try to th- figure out what animal in the wild Mickey can't take, and no. he is... We haven't found one yet. He is, at this point, sure he could beat a gorilla. Fuck that. For sure. Um, yeah, he no. thinks... Yeah, he can't. He can't. But what? Well, you can. You can, for sure. There's only one way to find out. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think you want to fuck with anything that can climb a tree. Yeah. I can climb down trees. Down climb down trees. Anything that's got the claws to be able to climb up the outside of a tree. Yeah. That fucker sinks those things in. I figure I'd just like make it think like there's some berries yeah. over here. I punch it in his yeah. face. Yeah. It's dead. Yeah, just berries. He's gonna he's yeah. gonna he's gonna bait it. He's gonna bait it with it. berries. I trick it. Yeah. yeah. With the human brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna out, outlast the alligator. He thinks he could take an alligator? For sure. Alligator I, or a crocodile, the more aggressive one too. I you, listen, I'm a little <laughs> bit more of a pragmatist. I, I've seen golden retrievers that if they had a bad day would take me fucking out. So I don't <laughs> They go right for the jugular. Me and them are going after the same cookie, and it, you know, it's not great. A little higher. Amri, you lost. Get out of here. (laughs) There there we go. What? Thank you. What? Oh, he's helping me out. What? Hey, hey, so Vinny can shit on the Jews, but I can't? This is bullshit. (laughs) That's nonsense. All right, we found a Palestinian in the crowd. <laughs> Jim, what'd you think of uh, Joe Biden? Uh, I, I thought think, he was well spoken. I think he smelled like <laughs> shit when he passed by me. He smelled like shit? I believe that. Oh, I thought man. I caught him some whiffs too. <laughs> 
Jim, man, who's your favorite fight of all time? If you had to pick one fight, what was your favorite fight? Uh, that I was in or that to watch? I didn't consider... Uh, can there, I go first? Didn't consider there'd be a follow-up to that. Yeah. Can I go first? Let me go, let me go first. Okay, you go first. I go Joe Lozon. Joe Lozon, that was a great Who fight. Who remembers that Joe Lozon fight? Jim Miller, Joe that Lozon. Was a that, was a, that was epic. Uh, yeah, I, that was, a, that was a, one, a different one to be in because, like, you... I knew something was kind of special, like, as it was going on, you yeah. know? It was, like, uh, that was, like, right after Christmas in Las Vegas, so it was, like, super quiet leading up to the fight, and then, uh, yeah, just being in that, uh, that arena was pretty, pretty epic. Uh, to watch was probably uh, Lawler McDonald. Uh, I think that mm. was the, the yeah, yeah. First, second one or something like that where he busted his lip. Yeah, he had him yeah. split open, yeah. Yeah, that was gnarly. Broke his nose at the end. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Now, Jim, you, tra you trained with a very young Mickey Gall, is that correct? I did, what yeah. did you What did you think of the pup Mickey Gall when he first walked in? What did you, <laughs> what did you think of Puppy Gall as he walked puppy, in there? Puppy Gall, yeah, you with know. The, with his uh, hair slicked up oh, and yeah. his sleeves cut off. Like, like, who is this guy that's just going to, you know, yeah, anytime why the, the camera's fuck did there. Johnny everybody... Cage just walk yeah. into the gym? The, the cameras were just drawn Non-video game him. crowd, okay. Yeah. You know? Uh, Mickey actually uh, uh, was responsible for for causing probably the, the worst injury that I've ever had. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, we've got it on film, too. Uh, it was, like, right before I fought uh, uh, Yancey Medeiros. Omri, uh, make sure this gets into the yeah. final cut. Yeah. Uh, I went to, uh, or he went to throw a hook, and, and, I, uh, and I just closed the distance on him, and uh, his, his beautiful peck, uh, like, hit me in the side of the head and gave me a little, like, whiplash, and it was the most pathetic thing you've ever seen. But it ended up fucking my neck up really bad. And, uh, and, if oh, I did that to Jim Miller, yeah, imagine yeah. what I'd do to a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Did you get him back? Did, like, you know, in, in, uh, in Enzo's world, somebody you know, gives you a potato, you give a receipt. You gotta did give you, him a receipt did, for that. Did, did yeah. you get him back? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like that's, that's just as much Jim's fault. Yeah. Well, I didn't know I mean, he was going to close the distance. Yeah, no, it was my fault. Yeah, it was your fault uh, for trying to fight Mickey Gall. What's wrong with you? Yeah, no, we, we hit, beat the shit out of each other plenty of times. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron type of deal, right? When you, when you go in there, when now Catherine Narducci uh, asked Mickey, and I, I don't think she was as concerned uh, for the answer as for the, you know, whether or not his nose was attractive or not, but the, <laughs> asked him, when you get beat up, when you're taking she said a beating... It was. For the record, when you're taking a beating in the ring, do, do you feel it? Do you feel the gashes? Do you feel the blood? Do you, do, you, do you feel the impact of these blows and have to fight through it? Or is the adrenaline so high? I, I would correct that to say, do you feel the pain of it? Because I feel like you feel things happening. Like yeah. you feel like, oh, all right, I've, I've been impacted. All right, there's blood dripping. But like you don't feel pain. I don't, I, I don't think you feel pain so much. Uh I feel pain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's you know, why I beat uh, up the gorillas like, and Jim yeah, just beats like up fucking, all the humans. I mean, it, it hurts. It hurts, but not as bad as like if you weren't in a fight, right? Because you kind of get into that that the mode, right? Yeah, no, I, I get it. I stubbed my toe. If I stubbed my toe walking out of yeah. here, I'll fucking cry like a little bitch. Totally. But but like you know, uh, I could you know every time I throw a kick, I'm trying to kick through somebody, so it hurts like a bitch, you know. You, I, I don't. You're looking at me like you get it, right? No, I don't. I mean, we can oh, do it. Man. You want to feel it? No, yeah, I don't. no, you, no. Actually, that no. would be great. That'd be great footage for our live show if, yeah. if uh, oh. you took a little inside leg kick yeah. from Jim. No. The crowd wants it. A little one. A little one. 
<laughs> a little one. Ah, god damn it. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> Where are we going to do? I'm wearing cowboy boots. I'm gonna bust my ass. You come over here. Stop, stop hiding over there. I like it over here. <laughs> come here, big dog. Oh, oh inside legger. This isn't the first time I've kicked somebody at a party. <laughs> it's not a party till you do. I'm not gonna kick you with my boots. Let's get some get some footage over here. You over here? Come over here. Yeah, here. Yeah. I'm gonna I'll kick your right. Huh? I'm gonna kick you with my right leg. Where are you kicking me? I'm gonna kick you right here. Yeah. Uh, he's, yo, he's being very nice to you. He's being very, he's, get, he's being nice to you. Ended his pickleball career. <laughs> Good job, G. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. I, one of the biggest, big things, a big guest I really want to get on the podcast is a uh, a power flapper. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. Like, it's like okay, I'm, I'm sure you and stuff. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I'm, all right, so I, I feel you. Jim, did you ever but, hear about the time I won the Pan Ams? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I can't believe it took that long <laughs> to bring it up with Jim up here. But uh, I, I'm sure that, you know, they're hitting with, with this, trying to touch the, yeah. the chin and stuff. But how much technique could there actually be to that? And I also want them to slap G and G slap What's, them with his what, big what are, hand. What? Like, We've said... An awful precedent. I will, I, look, I will, I will, I will, uh, Mickey, I will fight yeah, no, them in MMA. It. No, I get it. And you will power slap Yeah, them. yeah, the movie stars get to say, Mickey's got a pretty nose, and then the MMA guys get to kick <laughs> me in the fucking leg. No, this is great. Slick and thick, to the moon, 50 more episodes. Yeah, man. This is great. Dude, so what do you got? If you had to pick your all-time fight, your all-time, oh. let me do this, because I'm a big proponent of, like, team fighting. Now, Mickey doesn't like this yeah. idea so much. I, like, I don't, man. IFL, bro. Jim yeah, was in the IFL. The IFL I think, no, something like, like, you you think or like Or like multiple guys at the same time. Fight. No, I, what I'd like oh, to do. I, I think that's awesome. You'd like the, you like the multiple guys at the same time? <laughs> you like that Russian shit? It's yeah, wild. It's so if three guys tap I don't like to sucker punch. You got to just turn it on and be batshit crazy. You got to just stand against the wall. No, fuck that. You got to go crazy. All right. Would you rather be in the ring against one gorilla or five UFC fighters? Well, the five UFC fighters probably aren't going to, like, rip my dick off. <laughs> we got cups. It's fair. You know? I mean, <laughs> five UFC fighters. I'm wearing my cup right now. But they're all <laughs> Ruslan Paul Harris. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm a big fan of, I want to see something where it's, like, 20 rounds, mm. but you can, like, tap in. You can tag guys in. So it's like a three-on-three -three fight. Would you rather have your best fighter go as long as they can, or would you try to do matchups? That's what I want to do. I want to see something mm. like that, where it's like three on three, and it's like you three versus their three. But you can pick and choose who fights who for how many rounds. All same weight? Yeah, it'd be, but like, it would be like a catch weight. It would be like, like, I don't know, like 165 to 175 type of thing. I think you need to work out the, weird. the kinks of this. But yeah, it's a work, I, I don't know, maybe concept. do a 55, a 70, 85, something like that. Mm. You know, three, if, if you're talking three. 
What's the most distracting thing you've ever seen in the octagon? Do like girls take their tops off while you're in like top position it, or something like that? Or n- no, uh, it's a lot of Vegas, <laughs> a lot of Vegas fights. You imagine taking I, top position and like a girl's just like ah. Dude, I get such bad tunnel vision. Like I don't see outside the cage when I'm in there. Really? I barely hear my corner. I could be I could be in my my own corner and not hear my coaches because I I just. I'm, I don't know. How much, how much <laughs> coaching are you getting at that point? Is coaching helpful in, in those situations? If I could hear them, I would let you know, but I can't <laughs> fucking hear them. You know? So, like, it, the, the couple times that I have been able to hear them, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I kind of see what you're getting at. But uh, usually, like, my brain's not even a part of the picture, and it's just, I'm just going. Yeah, in that flow state, it's probably where you should be the most, kind of just locked in, right? You just hear little bits and pieces every, every now and then. So who are you when you're not fighting? What do you do? You're a Jersey boy through and through. It's true. Yeah. Jersey boy yeah. through and through. Who, who are you? Who were you before you were a fighter? Were you a football player? Were you an athlete? Were you a wrestler? I was a wrestler, yeah. Grew up uh, in a wrestling family. Uh, my... My mom's side of the family, uh, they wrestled in, in New Jersey here, and uh, one of my uncles was a three-time Jersey State champ, um, went 98-1 in, in, uh, in New Jersey States, and then uh, went on to win nationals twice for Lehigh. Um, so wrestling was kind of, it was always there. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I grew up as a wrestler, and like we're from the I'm, I'm from the hills of New Jersey, Sussex County. It's technically part of technically part of Appalachia. Yeah, Sparta, nice. you know? So uh, I believe that is the uh, oxycotton capital of New Jersey. <laughs> that's, that's Vernon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, just uh, I've got two older brothers, a younger sister. We just grew up beating the shit out of each other and roaming around the woods, and what I do when I'm not. You know, fighting. Still beating Still, the shit out of your yeah, sister, huh? Oh, nice. Yeah, Solid. I respect yeah. that. <laughs> Mickey knows what that's like. Yeah. yeah, I got three sisters, so I know. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, if you weren't a fighter, what would you be doing? What would your life have been if you weren't the winningest fighter uh, in UFC history? I don't fucking know. Uh, honestly, um, I, didn't, I didn't really get that far. <laughs> you know, I, 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 went to, I went to Virginia Tech for a little bit. Uh, Went there to be an engineer, decided it's not really what I wanted to do, uh, took some time off, ended up finding MMA, and then it was balls to the wall. Just going. Yeah. Who do you think is the toughest guy you've ever fought? Of Nikki, uh, obviously. Uh, you know, there, aside. Yeah, there are a lot of tough dudes. You know, like uh, uh, you, you, get, you get into the UFC, you fight at that level for, for a few fights, and it, you prove that you are tough. Like you, you have to be in order to keep up with the pace and the, and the training camps and stuff like that. Um, the fact that uh, Dustin Poirier was still able to stand up at the end of our fight, even though I had to help him up. You break his leg with <laughs> those inside almost. leg kicks? Dustin Diamond. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, the, he went to the hospital afterwards, and they actually wanted to, like, cut his calf open to relieve the swelling. Yeah. And fortunately, his coaches were like, get the fuck out of here, and they took him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was at Barclays. I was at that fight. I remember that yeah. one. I was at War too. Yeah. We've had a, quite, a, quite a many of them, huh? Too many, yeah. Yeah, quite a career. <laughs> so what's what's next for you? What do you think's next? We, are we? I know we're we're getting on UFC 300. Yep, that's a big goal. But you're gonna get one yep. in before that. Yeah. Jim, so Jim, you well, you would be the only man to have fought on UFC 100, 200, and 300 wow. as well. Yeah. Yeah. UFC 100, UFC 200, so UFC, UFC Iron Man, bro. Wow. UFC Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to trying to figure out that next uh, the next thing that I can put the focus. 
onto that I that I like focus on MMA. You know, so. You keep winning, uh, they're gonna put you in a wheelchair, like, roll oh, you shit. out for four hundred, roll you, you out for five hundred. You sound like my kids. <laughs> That's exactly what my kids. You're gonna fight for another ten years, right, Dad? <laughs> Go get that performance uh, yeah. bonus, Daddy. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. What do, you, what do you think is the coolest place that MMA has ever taken you? You've basically traveled the world now, I would imagine. I mean, you've done so many fights. You've been everywhere, northeast, southwest, right? Um, not, actually, not that much. You know, like the, my, my UFC debut was in England, and that was kind of fucked up because uh, I had fought 12 times prior, all in New Jersey, and then it's like, hey, you signed to the UFC, and it's like, you're not going to fight in Vegas or you know, Ohio or something. We're just going to send you across the pond to uh, Birmingham, England. So... Uh, yeah, I fought over there. I fought in Canada a couple times. I fought in Brazil. Um, you know, I never got the opportunity to fight in, in uh, uh, Dubai or anything like that. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's been cool to, you know, travel around. And what sucks is you're always, like, cutting weight. So, uh, Can't you enjoy get, it. Yeah, you never get to enjoy it. No like, fish and chips these, for you. Yeah, you get to all these cool places with, with good food, except for England. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fish and chips and uh, that's about uh, it. Yeah, don't get, to, don't get to partake in it. You know? Yeah. So uh, I know you got a lot of hobbies. Um, big, uh, a, b- a big hit in my house is your fighter's cookbook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Jim, very talented. He actually cut the sleeves off this jersey for him, this shirt for me. <laughs> handy. Very <laughs> handy. You. You're all welcome. You're all welcome. Jim, Hobby Lobby Miller. So any, any, any plans after fighting? What, what, do you, you think you'll, uh, what do you think you'll transition to after fighting? Any, any passions that you plan on exploring? Um, I'm actually uh, starting to do some public speaking. Uh, okay. you know, gonna, gonna look into getting to that. And, uh, there's, there's a few different avenues, you know, like I had a podcast for a little bit, trying to get it got back up and going. Um, you know, the, the, the world is on our phones, you know, so I got, I got to do a better job of being on social Fucking media a. and shit like that. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, it's, it's not, a, it's hard. It's not a natural like reflex. No. Like yeah. you're trying to just live your life and it's like, yeah. wait, pick it up and record it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's kind of weird. This would be a great content, content, content. <laughs> yeah. Like, Take pictures of your food. People love yeah. that. When you post oh, yeah. that, take pictures of your mm-hmm. food, post it. People love that. Mm-hmm. It's like the best content advice I can give you. <laughs> when you when say you, people, you mean like you love that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I right. love it too, bro. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I'll be 100% real. I watch TikTok like people cooking steak in the woods like for mm. four hours in a row. Like I could like people cook steak in the woods and yep. I'm just like, oh yeah, baste that garlic butter. Put the rosemary. <laughs> oh, he's putting the rosemary in. This dude knows what he's doing. Talking dirty to the oh, steak over Jesus. here. Oh, that's oh no, no, no. It's gonna over Oh, that's right. Take it off and flip it. Oh <laughs> uh, baste. They don't it. they don't show you behind the camera. They're probably the road's probably like right there. There's yeah, by, yeah, yeah. There's by some the whole river. You know? chef. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like when they have like the oversized knives and they're yeah. like chopping the onions. That's I I'm such a simp for that. I like that. And I like the Filipino kids who like build pools with their bare hands. <laughs> and I love stick. that shit. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm watching this like, no way the zoning board approved this pool. <laughs> this is nonsense, man. Yeah, dude. The uh what do you think, out of all the things that you've seen, you've seen so many fighters come and go, you've seen so many athletes come and go, what do you think is the most important thing for a championship athlete? There's a lot of fighters in the crowd today. There's a lot of people that look up to you. If you have one thing that you look for in a fighter, what, what is that one thing? Um, I mean, probably uh, coachability, right? You know, like uh, you, you got to be able to uh, learn from people. Honestly, like the, the, there's too much, uh, there's too much knowledge, too much stuff that uh, we need to figure out in order to be dangerous inside the cage. Um, that you need, you need the help from other people. 
Oh, no. Do we have another guest? Nope. We have another guest. <laughs> no. We have another dude. guest. Is, is it a political figure? Because I'm going to be real <laughs> Look, upset if it's a political figure. There is a law. The law says that we have to provide equal time. This guy texted what? us. No. We didn't want it. No. We wanted it. But now, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the former president of the United States, the 45th president of the United States, Mr. Donald J. Trump, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump. Wow. This is quite a show, huh? If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Wow. Because the flag still stands for It's so good to be here on uh, Gas Digital. Great network. Great network if you look at the numbers. <laughs> They're through the roof. <laughs> and you look at what Gerard and Mickey are doing, and uh, it's tremendous. Great people, but on it, really. Look at that crowd. Do you believe, can you believe that crowd? Give it up Look for the crowd. crowd. What a great crowd. Look, tremendous crowd. Thousands and thousands of people. And they're great, beautiful people. Look at the handsome guy. Look at that guy. I had to fly in because I heard there was another guy, a sleepy guy, who made an appearance, right? We call it made an appearance. And it was not good, falling all over the place. Such a disgrace. So I said, I got to come in there. I got to do my thing. And we're doing it. And uh, we're doing it very strongly. If you look at the numbers, we're winning. We're winning with everybody. We're winning with guys with long hair. We're winning with Indian people. You look at the numbers, they're through the roof. We're winning with babies. They say nine out of every 10 Infants support Trump and they're supporting Trump in numbers that they've never seen. It's really something else. You got Jim the fighter. Look at, look, look, give a hand to Jim. Amazing. You know, I look at Jim and I see myself. I say, that's a winner. And he's doing, he's done, and he continues. He continues, he continues to do. That really tremendous things. It's incredible. And really, it's, it's unbelievable. Folks, thank you for coming out. And look, one more thing. One more thing. We're going to take back our country. And look, and we're fighting and we're being persecuted all over the place. You might have gotten an alert on your phone just now. There, another indictment. Another indictment in Miami. They want me to come to, can you believe it? I used to go down there to get some chimichangas and some great things. You see the girls, they nice butts down there, nice butts. Locker room talk, but they want to indict. So look, we're going to fight the charges, charges all over the place because they can't fight fair. These people can't fight fair. They can't fight fair. You look at Crooked Hillary with the emails. Such a horror, but uh, we're going to come back and we're going to make... America great again. Look, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Again. 
Hey, before, Thank you, you. before you go, um, guys, if, if, any questions for Trump? Uh, I think I have one. What, what did you think of the last uh, election? Maybe the, you know, how fair it was? What did you think? Well, look, anyone that could see knows it was so rigged. We were treated so unfairly. But uh, we're making sure we're doing a lot of things to make sure that doesn't happen again. And uh, we're going to, you know, we're fighting. You got this sanctimonious. <laughs> but we're going to meet Ron. Yeah, I know Gerard likes the sanctimonious. He's always like, I like meatball Ron. I say, no, Gerard, not good. <laughs> but that's okay. Because like I said, you look at the polls, we're clearly winning. We're clearly winning. No matter what they do, no matter what they do, no matter how many charges, how many indictments, this guy looks like the guy from ER. Remember ER? <laughs> the stupid people called it Er. I love Er with the doctors. <laughs> Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Also known as the fantastic Jason Scoop. Jason, Jason Scoop, Scoop, ladies and gentlemen. You. Listen. Hey, I think it's about time we got to wrap this thing up, I, huh? When you, when you come to a Slick and Thick show, you never know who's going to drop in. We got UFC legends. We've got presidents, ex-presidents, next time porn stars for sure. There might be a couple in the crowd. I don't know. <laughs> Jim, before we let you go, what's your, what's your last UFC dream fight? Do you have one that you want? Do you want one? Ooh. Um, hmm. I don't know. Sold out Prudential Center, you, Conor McGregor, in the middle of the Oh, yeah. Look. I mean, I'd love I mean, a red panty night. Oh, right? yeah. Red panty night? I got four yeah. kids. I don't know if my wife owns red panties anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you guys go buy another pair. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Miller. Jim motherfucking Miller. Thank you, guys. Hey, we're about to wrap this thing up. We're about to wrap it up, uh, guys. Go ahead, man. Hey, I'd like to thank everybody for coming out. Um... Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Clap for yourselves, please. I really appreciate the support. Um, if you don't have to... I know my, my own dad's going to probably do the Irish goodbye because he's got to get out of here and go to work. But if you don't mind, please stick around. I'd love to take pictures with everybody before you get out of here. Sure. Um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to see you all and just uh, remember this moment. Uh, appreciate the memories, everybody. Thank you for your time sure. and, and uh, for, for coming here tonight. So what, if you guys... If you guys want, what we, what we can do, if anybody wants to get a pick, we're going to keep this up. If you guys could just, like, form a line over there, we'll do, like, a quick meet and greet. We'll stick around afterwards also. But if we just want to do the meet and greet, that'd be cool. Shout out to the Stress Factory for having us here tonight. Shout out to Gas Digital. Yeah. For all the comics that came out tonight. For Vinny Brand, the immortal Jim Miller. For the great Mickey Gall, I am Gerard Michaels. This has been Slick and Thick, and we will see you next Monday, 1 p.m. Gas Thank Digital you. Network. Thank you. Love you guys.